0: I'm Steph. And I'm Helen. And this is our podcast. Hello, welcome back. It is called Helen and Steph Muddle Through, because let's face it, that's what we're all doing.
1: We are indeed.
0: And we like to talk about mental health stuff, you'll see on the little bio about us that we met through work and um, Helen's got a background in this field and I do radio stuff so we got together and decided to make this podcast and we've already had some lovely feedback.
1: We have, it's so nice to read your nice comments, thank you so much for listening and taking the time to listen and, and write nice things to us.
0: I know. it Literally, if, some, if it pings up on my um, social media, which is what we're going to be talking about today, it just, yeah, gives me a little warm, fuzzy feeling. Yeah, so it
1: definitely does. It's so nice. It gives you a little boost.
0: And um, Warren says, brilliant new podcast about anxiety and mental health from Helen and Steph.
1: Thank you and one of my friends from work says give these lovelies a listen they've got such a gentle and relatable approach to discussing mental health that's so nice
0: oh big thank you that's lovely
1: really nice so we hope you're we hope you're enjoying it and yeah with today we're going to speak about social media dun dun dun
0: such a massive topic isn't it?
1: It's huge I reckon we could do an entire podcast series on it so we've kind of narrowed it down a little to thinking about how we've used it during the pandemic and what's been positive and then what's been not so positive.
0: Yeah because it's just we could literally I mean first off it's worth saying all the different types of social media I guess so you've got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok's got really big.
1: Yeah, TikTok. I've not got that.
0: I think people are doing all the videos on it, doing all the viral videos and stuff. Would you count WhatsApp as um, social media? Ah,
1: that's a good question. I think I probably would, you know. I think I probably would.
0: Yeah, because you're staying social and it's media. Mm. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I don't think I'll make the advert for them. (laughs) that's
1: got to be the definition hasn't it yeah that i mean i guess yeah the 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 biggest ones are instagram facebook and twitter aren't they i suppose Mm. um but there's just even just those three if you're on all of those three there's like a lot to keep up with if you use all of them
0: can i say something really scary about thumbs a minute you know like your thumb yeah, <laughs> which is what you use on a phone <laughs> to swipe through. I moved my Instagram app to a different page on my phone so I wouldn't go on it so much because it was making me feel a bit rubbish, which I think we're going to uh, be chatting a little bit about. And um, I just moved it another page and my thumb literally automatically still went to where it was before and clicked on the app that had replaced it, which happened to be Google Maps. So <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: so funny, like muscle memory.
0: Yeah, literally. That's so, so, so does it, did it help? Do you use it less? Well, I'm going all over the country now. I've got my Google Maps on. Um, no, I, yeah, <laughs> it does. Yeah, no, it definitely has helped. It definitely did help a bit noticeably. Yeah, because I couldn't get to it as easily. My thumb couldn't remember, but genuinely it stopped me because cause I had to stop to think about it because it wasn't automatic.
1: Yeah, yeah. And when you unlock your phone and it's just on that first screen, it's like so easy just to touch it, isn't it? Without even thinking about it.
0: I thought you were going to say the selfie camera, then, because that's a whole other horrible moment, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's always a good one when you've got it in selfie mode. So we're, let's start off positively, shall we, and think about what we have used social media for during the pandemic. That's been really good. So one, I think one really obvious thing is just staying connected to friends and communities. Like massive. Imagine if this had happened like 10, 20 years ago, we wouldn't have been staying in touch with anybody.
0: Yeah, that's really scary, actually. And I think with communities pulling together to help vulnerable people and those that were shielding or couldn't get out. I mean, I know one of my friends where she is, she helped set up one of the community Facebook pages and they were getting people to go out and do shopping for other people and run to the pharmacy and stuff. And I think Facebook was a really big, um, driver for that kind of community those community initiatives which was good
1: yeah a hundred percent I think I don't even know how something like that would have been set up before social media like how would you have got that message out so we had a local one as well when everyone was posting on there saying if anyone needs shopping or yeah prescriptions collected but how how would you even do that I suppose you'd physically have to go around and 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 fly a, and knock on people's doors I guess
0: yeah. And, and I guess with the, if it was a pandemic and like newspaper printing had stopped and people weren't taking the post, you'd literally have, would you have, the, well, it depends when it was, like the phone. Yeah. You'd have phone, you wouldn't have people's phone numbers though. No. Good God. How do people cope? Like how do people
1: actually cope with normal life before social media?
0: This is so <laughs> crazy
1: i can't even imagine i can't even imagine and the, i think the other good thing has been i mean i guess it's a double-edged sword isn't it sometimes it might be a blessing or a curse but the whole gaining support for like movements, so like blm and clap for carers like all of that stuff that that has just like gained massive momentum and that I think social media has been quite pivotal with stuff like that like being able to share it easily more easily and have really easy access to that sort of stuff to to you know gain momentum for for campaigns and stuff.
0: It's quite sort of educational in that way I suppose isn't it?
1: Mm, Yeah yeah definitely and if you think about where we would have got that information from before really it's quite limited to kind of news newspapers tv you know whereas now there's um you know an infinite amount of information which again we'll probably talk about in the negatives
0: <laughs> well I was going to say I get a lot of my breaking news on social media now so mm. like doing radio if I'm doing an especially if I'm on an early shift i remember when i was doing an early breakfast show and That would be how, you know, wake up and look at your phone and you see someone reacting to something on Instagram or particularly, again, Facebook, Twitter. Actually, Twitter is a massive. I often find the hashtags on Twitter, whatever is trending is what then suddenly goes into the news. So Mm. you can get on stuff quite quickly from that perspective, which is good.
1: Yeah, like instant breaking news. I think I saw a stat the other day and it was something like 80% of traffic to news websites comes from social media, which is huge, isn't it?
0: Gosh, yeah. And I suppose that, that makes that makes it, because it's such a democratic thing, isn't it? Well, it is in this country, luckily. We've got freedom of speech and those platforms are totally available for any everyone and anyone to, which can be good, can be bad.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed the the other thing i found mm. quite helpful with it is the whole virtual fitness class thing <laughs> and really? stuff yeah, really well i've got we're quite lucky at work they've got um they've been putting on um virtual sessions on facebook which is really good um but there's i think there's just quite a lot of that about isn't there like the j wicks thing and just even just not even exercise stuff but other hobbies like having access to those kind of Um, community support groups or whatever that you might find a hobby that you're interested in and then join a group and and get some inspiration and get some support with what you want to do it's it's all good
0: have you been doing shabam shabam
1: no that sounds painful what's that
0: (laughs) (laughs) i think it's a type of dancing but i've only i've done one class maybe ages ago but seen it and thought oh it looks fun oh
1: i might have to look at that Mm.
0: what kind of stuff do they put on is it for your department or is it for
1: it's for so we've got everywhere. a we've got a really good sports team so they do like um legs bums and tums they do hip workouts they do strong abs yeah all sorts it's all good mm.
0: well uh, another one worth mentioning is um live gigs and stuff so streaming people have been st- like musicians who are stuck not being able to get out and gig they've been doing those gigs online which has been good yeah
1: that's been so good yeah and all the, like, Glastow memories this weekend has been lovely, hasn't it?
0: So lovely.
1: So good. I watched Beyonce and uh, she God. is such a queen.
0: <laughs> I need to watch that because I wasn't at that one and I haven't seen that one and everyone says it was, like, just up there as one of the best.
1: Yeah, it was, like, immense. It was 90 minutes of, like energy I don't know where she gets her energy from she's insane but also the, the the other thing I noticed about that which kind of feeds into social media actually a little bit the whole image thing is that so she headlined I think on, on the Sunday right and they show the mm. crowd and everybody still looks flipping beautiful <laughs> <laughs> like all these I was like I would look an absolute state by the Sunday
0: like an, I was going to I've actually I've been there I, I did not look good <laughs>
1: I bet in real life, I bet there's a filter on that. Yeah, there must be a filter on the camera. But the people in the front row who've probably also been stood there for hours and hours just look like stunning. I'm like, how do you look like that after four (laughs) days of not having a wash?
0: Outrageous. (laughs) Wet wipe shower. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Lovely. Getting on to that kind of thing, um, I've, I've come up with a word we think, or this word might actually exist. Um, comparisonitis. I love that. Oh, it sounds like you do need to go to the doctor for that, doesn't
1: it? Yeah, that sounds painful, actually.
0: <laughs> oh, I've got, a, I've got a case of the comparisonitis.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a great word, though. Great word. Tell us about it.
0: So it's basically, I think, which I think we're going to get onto again in in a bit, but I think I do it more possibly with images rather than. But the big one is really missing out on doing stuff. So if I'm having like a night in and I think, oh, I'm actually going to practice a bit of self-care, have a bit of downtime. This hasn't happened for ages because we've been in lockdown. But on a night, say it is a Saturday night, and then I go on Instagram. Massive mistake. I'm looking at people's stories. I'm comparing my life. I've got FOMO. I've got a rubbish life. That's it. I'm rubbish. The end. Yeah. It's quite extreme. (laughs) Yeah. yeah just
1: that is quite extreme but I can I think everybody suffers with that and I think it might have been in our first episode I think we mentioned something about comparing and how it probably wasn't really happening at the moment because of lockdown but actually it's happening in a different way so your friends aren't going out on a Saturday night and you're getting envious of that but people are doing like these incredible things during lockdown and then you're absolutely comparing your lockdown experience to theirs and thinking well I I haven't done anything that great I've just like managed to get up and get dressed every day so that it's definitely still happening just in a different way.
0: I saw something the other day on Facebook and it was I think it was a psychologist talking about something I'd never heard of before but it was called toxic productivity where have you heard of this? Yes,
1: I think I think I watched something on it quite recently. Where you where you there's this whole ethos that you have to be productive all of the time to the detriment of everything mm. else, right?
0: Yeah, and to the detriment of your health, your well being. Yeah, everything. Yeah, which would make sense because it does take a lot of effort to do, to do mm. certain things.
1: Yeah, yeah, it does, and I think just remembering when you're seeing stuff like that like we get such a snapshot version of that person's life on social media and we all know it because we all do it we all we all post the positive things much faster than we'd post the negative things but just because you're seeing that somebody's done something supposedly amazing doesn't mean that you are any less worthy or you know that you've you I don't know just but it's just remembering that there's there's no background to that like you don't know everything that's going on behind the scenes for all you know they could have spent the last five days in bed and then they got up and did this amazing thing and then that's what they've posted about so it's just it's just remembering that it's not always the real life version of what you're getting.
0: There was I think another podcaster who said um, we compare are people's highlights real with our behind the scenes is that does that ring a bell as well yeah
1: that sounds so true yeah because the the glossy image that they're presenting we're comparing that with how we're feeling maybe on a really bad day and it's just not comparable Mm. I heard a really good phrase actually the other day that really like resonated about you know the phrase when people say we're all in the same boat yes and um I heard or read something somewhere that said we're we're all in the same storm, but we're not all in the same boat. So the storm of the pandemic, yeah, is happening around the world. But actually, everybody's experience of that is different. Everybody's in a different boat. Some of us are on a two hundred foot yacht. Some of us are on a little canoe with no oars. You know. So just, <laughs> just that I love it. I love. I'm a on good... a
0: diggy. Help me. <laughs> I
1: do. I love a good analogy. But just remembering that that you're. Your experience shouldn't be directly compared to somebody else's because the circumstances are so different and in individual. It's just not that productive, and it can really affect your self-esteem and your motivation and all sorts. So, he's just yeah, keep keeping a keeping a um, rational mindset. I think when you're seeing stuff like that,
0: and it's that infiltration of of information and images and all that stuff, which you wouldn't normally. So, sorry, not not normally, but it, before social media, you wouldn't have that. And it would feel quite distant and separate from you if it was a newspaper or a magazine or, you know, it was a celebrity. And now it's like your mates and you get to know what they had for breakfast. And it looks like something out of, you know, I was about to say good housekeeping, but I don't <laughs> think they do pictures of food in good <laughs> housekeeping. <laughs> Some kind of good food magazine. Good food magazine. Yeah, <laughs> that one. Um why would you wouldn't normally you wouldn't have seen that before
1: mm. yeah because they've probably always done it you've just you've just you're just only seeing it now yeah just it's very it's very interesting isn't it all the psychology behind it and we were just chatting mm-hmm. a little bit earlier weren't we about this whole external validation thing so we kind of live in this culture now of needing to have be externally validated for what we look like and what we're doing so we've just become a society that posts on social media to get that validation and that's all well and good but you need to be able to get it from yourself as well like you shouldn't just rely on getting it from how many likes you get on a post or whatever because it's so important to find that in yourself as well and just I think a lot of the ho- the comparisonitis <laughs> feeds into that a bit because you can feel like you're not living up to others' expectations or your own expectations, but they may be unrealistic expectations based on what you've seen other people doing.
0: Yeah, that's so true. How how do we cultivate that that self worth within ourselves? There must be certain practices, I guess, to to get stronger in that area. Mm. I guess I'm thinking like meditation, but just little things that you can do for yourself.
1: Yeah. Meditation, meditation and mindfulness stuff basically helps with everything. <laughs> I mean, mm. not everything, but most things, but just, it's just about finding happiness in your and like using stuff like positive affirmations, which sounds really cheesy, but just like looking in the mirror and telling yourself what you would tell somebody else. Like we so often, speak really unkindly to ourselves and we would never speak like that to a friend yet we do it to ourselves all the time and some of that will be triggered by what you're seeing online and and just recognizing when you're doing that and questioning why you're doing that and whether you would actually say that out loud to somebody else um is is really important and yeah
0: I think that might be quite scary, actually, sometimes writing down or saying out loud what it is you're saying to yourself, because those negative thoughts can be so automatic and so quick, it's hard to catch them in the first place. Mm. And they make you feel rubbish. And I remember, actually, there was a guest I had on on evenings, um, who was doing about body positivity on Instagram. And we were talking about this. And he said, if you, what you can do is choose one part of your body that you'd normally dislike each morning and say something that you like about it, or find something that you like about it, um, to turn around that feeling of whatever you feel about that part of your body. Or that was quite an interesting idea, I thought.
1: Yeah, really interesting and really powerful. So, like you said, the, these thoughts that are in our head—if you—if you, if you verbalise them it can make them feel real and it can really make you realize what you're what you're saying because when they're in your head you don't always recognize that they're there like you said it's very automatic it's not um always something we're doing consciously but actually if you say it out loud then you can question it and you can pull yourself up on it and you can say hang on why am i why am i saying that about myself like where's that coming from is it a thought that I've got is it because of something that someone said to me previously that's really stuck with me and just call yourself out on it
0: this is like definitely leading on to something that I felt only a matter of weeks ago and I think I think I sent you a voice note didn't I because I was having a bit of a mm. sad time about it and it was literally just a photograph that had been taken and I couldn't believe like how upset I got and it was really it's really actually put me on a bit of a journey of trying to help myself a bit more in this area because it was really scary how and the spiral of feeling awful about myself and like beating myself up about a photograph like it happened so quickly um and yeah it was a bit scary really mm-hmm. to be honest it was a bit a bit awful and I think do you know actually I did verbalize it to some friends um as well um And bless them. I think this is so sweet of them. They obviously got really worried and they sent me, they actually bought me a book. I'll try and find it in a minute. They sent me a book as a gift in the post because they were like, don't feel like
1: that. Oh, that's so nice. What nice friends. I was really sweet of them. And I think
0: that probably shows like how kind of extreme it was to them because they were probably like, what?
1: Yeah. The power of one photo. And Mm -hmm. it's funny, isn't it? Because when we, chatted about it and stuff and just like like I said would you what would you say to somebody else who was looking at a picture like that and feeling really insecure about it because it is literally a second snapshot of something that doesn't at all reflect the true situation or the true image but it can have so much power and then I think what happened with you was you you had this thought that you hated it and then this whole spiral just kind of set off Mm. in your mind and then you started doubting like everything and everything about yourself and but it's yeah it's scary how powerful it can be but I think I don't know if you found that it helped when you actually spoke about it to think to say it out loud and then to hear what others say because I know it can be really impossible to take on board what other people are saying. So as much as everyone's saying, it's not about bad photo, you're beautiful, mm. you don't need to worry, actually hearing that and letting yourself accept it is very difficult when you're not feeling it.
0: Absolutely, like 100% like feels almost impossible. Mm. But you have to take it, I think, step by step. And, um, and actually, a great bit of advice I got was to get rid of the photo, which actually helped me massively because you do do this thing of almost like self-destruction and sort of go back and keep looking at it. Mm. Why was I doing that? You know, everyone has a bad photo sometimes. Mm. And the other thing just... I think we, we talked about just before we started recording was how back in the day of Facebook, when when we first started on something like Facebook, you would just post all photos and they'd go in an album and not everyone would look at every single one of them. They would just kind of sit there and it would be a memory, like you say, a snapshot of a night out or whatever. But now it's in something like Instagram where it's got to be the perfect photograph. Mm. And if you haven't captured that, if it's just one photo, cause you haven't been able to take lots of them and it's not to your liking, it's just yeah it's somehow i found that completely devastating which is so extreme mm.
1: and that i think what you're feeling also totally feeds into the whole social media culture where we don't see bad photos of other people anymore So you just, we literally don't see them because people don't post them. So when you, when you have a bad photo of yourself, you think, well, nobody else has a bad photo and looks like this. Everyone else has the perfect photo all of the time, even though we know that they've probably taken 30, 50, 100 shots with the exact light and the exact angle and the nose reduction feature that I've got on my snazzy new phone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. So that, and actually, you know, because people just don't post bad photos, but that doesn't mean that they don't exist and they're not and they're not out there. But it's it shouldn't even be about a bad photo, should it?
0: Absolutely. I, I was going to mention quick shout out to Vicky Patterson. Have you? I don't suppose you've got her on Instagram? No. She's so worth following because what I, she's she's honest, and I when people are honest, I I like that they've got integrity, mm. and she. It, she you know and it's brave as well because it's it is such a public platform but she will put out on there how she feels um to help other people i think and she's started you know she's got she's absolutely gorgeous and she'll put like a stunning photo of her but then you'll swipe along she'll have put two photos up and the next one is her no makeup on and she's done like a double <laughs> chin and she's like you know instagram versus reality and i thought fair play to you that is really doing something different because you don't see a lot of that
1: mm yeah particularly
0: with celebrities with we're made not made to feel but it, it don't know about you but it makes me feel like I've almost not can't be human and I can't everything's got to be perfect
1: yeah 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 it really feeds into that thought doesn't it so again it's just about keeping it in perspective and and keeping the making sure you're thinking rationally about it and as soon as you start to notice those irrational thoughts you know spiraling just kind of nipping them in the bud really and pulling yourself up on them and questioning where it comes from so difficult and
0: and choose who you're like work out who makes you feel good and who Mm. makes you feel not good on those platforms and might be a mute it might be an unfollow 100 percent.
1: i've got um at the end, I've got four M's, the rule of four M's for social media that I'm going to share with you.
0: <laughs> I've literally got my notes ready. I'm going to be writing them down because you, you, you share this wonderful um, advice and then I'll forget it. And then I'll be in a mess and I'm like, oh, help me. Help. I think notes. it's
1: all, to be honest, it's probably all stuff we already know. We just don't actively do it or we, we forget to or we don't feel that we should do it. So you, they're just things that we need to remember when we're using it.
0: Mm. What about information overload when it comes to socials? Oh
1: wowzer! Yeah, that's been a massive thing in the pandemic. I mean, all it always is, isn't it? But more so with the whole. Oh my gosh! Just news everywhere, and also, not just even information overload, but opinion overload. So we now see we social media has given us access to everybody's opinions and everybody shares their opinions on social media whereas before you wouldn't have that necessarily you know you wouldn't have access to that that easily but now that you only have to do two three four clicks on social media to find hundreds thousands of comments on an article and there'll there'll be loads of opinions in there that are conflicting with yours and that can just really create these negative thoughts and feelings and drum up hatred and you know anger and and panic and stuff and it's just really not a good side to social media.
0: No. And and people and it can get quite toxic, can't it? People um well I was going to talk about well, we haven't got onto this. Gosh, we could do so many episodes on social media we we? could we talk about like online harassment as well, like trolling and stuff. Mm. That's just awful
1: yeah people have a voice on social media which is different to their own voice so they wouldn't necessarily express those thoughts in person verbally to somebody face to face but when you're on social media for some reason it feels okay to do it
0: I think friends of mine again have done that thing of maybe even removing an app like taking it off Mm. you can restrict the amount of time you're on them as well or just get rid of it completely or move it to another place in your phone where you Mm. can't see it that can kind of help filter things a bit i think
1: yeah, definitely. And I think like we all do it, I found myself what I like to call the social media plug hole, like you look at one article, and then you click on the comments, and then you're looking at the replies to those comments. And then you're looking at other people's profiles, because you, something they've said has really angered you. And it's just being really mindful about how that's react, how that's um, making you react. Like, is it actually having such a negative reaction? It's just not worth doing it and uh, you know it's always good to see look see other opinions and try and see things through the eyes of somebody different or you know not be sort of closed-minded about stuff but also just knowing when to stop and when actually you've seen something that's made you really cross and then you just dig deeper and deeper and before you know it you're you know you're embedded in all of these comments and just in this really bad place because of a couple of people that have maybe posted an opinion that's different to yours it's just being mindful about the effect that's having on your well-being because we do absorb it all
0: mm, I was gonna say and you could use that time so much better if you lose loads of time as well um you could have mm. I don't know caught up with a friend maybe or had a lie down <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly I was done... <laughs> go for a run but then I was like have a lie down
1: have a lay down do some pilates it is a massive time waster, though isn't it
0: social media like you can lose hours hours and hours of your life and I've I've actually got better at it now where I leave the phone out in the living room don't take it into into the bedroom Mm. anymore because just yeah that helps I think
1: Mm. yeah I was going to say not looking at it before bed either is really important because then you've 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 had no downtime and you're really um you've just got all of these thoughts in your head when you're trying to relax and wind down it's really not it's really not good and i think we spoke last week was it last week about control
0: mm. and
1: not being able to control what others think and what others opinions are and what they what they do and how they express their thoughts, but actually being able to control how you respond to them and being able to control how you express your opinions—that's all we can. That's all we can do. Really, as frustrating as that as that is, it's there's always going to be people that have different opinions to you. Um, just being very aware that maybe you just need to avoid those sometimes because it's not going to be good.
0: Quite empowering as well, though, because you're then taking your. Your kind of life in your uh, behavior in your own hands, and that's quite a strong Mm. thing, I think.
1: Yeah, definitely is. Yeah, to know that you've got the you've got the power. There's another song in
0: there. Yes, bringing up another (laughs) song. Is it a '90s song? That is the question. (laughs) I've got power. power. (laughs) I know it's snap. I think it's snap.
1: Yes, I was going to say snap. Yes, great tune.
0: Christina Aguilera last week, snap for this week.
1: Yeah. We are girls of the 90s.
0: <laughs> oh gosh, it's all coming up. Uh, should I do my four M's? Yeah, I love the idea of this. I'm actually going to write I them down. Like I'm gonna... Go on. Okay, get your pen. I actually am. <laughs> I'm, writing them on, I'm
1: writing them on my phone. <laughs> Go. Say so, M number one. Is I've just made these up, by the way. I've not stolen them from anywhere. M number one is monitor. And by that, I mean monitoring your feelings and your reactions to things that you see. Because quite often you can have a bad reaction to something, but you don't really realize it at the time. And then it's still affecting you hours later or days later or or whatever. So actually really tuning in to your reactions
0: and your emotions at the time. Could that be? It's really important. That that what springs to mind when I hear that is: Could that be if I see someone that's see a, po- a photo I've posted? Sorry, see a photo someone else has posted, and it makes me feel a bit uncomfortable or a bit like, oh, I don't know, just makes me feel a bit bad. Does that count as that?
1: Yeah, definitely. Okay. And acknowledging that and working out why you feel bad about it and what you're going to do about it at the time, rather than just leaving it. Like, are you going to mute them? Are you going to tackle it in some way? Are you going to, you know, just, yeah, tuning into your feelings after scroll time. (laughs) M number two, which uh, follows on quite nicely, is mute. We love the mute button. (laughs) So, obviously, different platforms have different um, terminology and stuff, but with there's you can mute or unfollow and those people don't know that you've done that it's not like you're unfunding them or removing them and they might at some point find out when you're worried about that um so so muting them and removing them from your feed so you don't actually see their stuff all of the time um is again really powerful um if they're not having a positive influence on your well-being
0: like that that's a really helpful one so it's it's mute on instagram and it's unfollow on facebook i think
1: yes i think that sounds right yeah
0: and they don't know so it's fine um
1: (laughs) no exactly they don't know they're never gonna know and do you know what at the end of the day your mental health takes priority over offending somebody i always think like sometimes you've just got to put yourself and you don't have to justify your actions to anyone else oh I like that Mm -hmm. (laughs) only to yourself um m number uh what am I on number three m number three is modify so modify your feeds and your timelines Um, to make them feel more positive so I think everybody follows kind of celebs and beautiful people but actually maybe follow some of the other kind of sites that are like there's loads of like mental health and kind of self-helpy type social media presences out there and I follow loads of them like Blur is really good Um, and there's one called I think it's self-care is a priority and like positive news feeds Um, because that's the other thing about news is news obviously is quite often quite negative, but there's a lot of feeds out there that only share positive news. So just just modifying your feed. So it looks more positive.
0: That's brilliant. That's a really good one.
1: Steph is scribbling these down. I'm loving it.
0: (laughs) I'm literally I hope you
1: all are too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm writing so many notes. It's great.
1: (laughs) and number four is moderation everything in moderation so just really keeping track of how much you're using it because like we said you can lose hours and actually not realize particularly you know where we are at the moment where we're all at home a lot more and maybe some people are not working or you know they're not as busy as they normally are I know for me even it's When I'm at work, when I'm physically at work, I can't really have my phone on me. Whereas when I'm working at home, it's just there all of the time. And like literally every 10 minutes, it's like, oh, let's just have a little look. Let's have a little scroll. What am I missing? What's who's messaged me? And it is more difficult as well when we're relying on them to keep in touch with people. But just really moderating your use and even like allocating time that you use it or allocating time that you don't use it. So maybe, I don't know, turn it off at 7 p.m. and and move away from the phone.
0: You can get apps and stuff that do that and phones that will tell you, like, restrict time, which I think is good.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's really good. I think that, I think, um, I don't know if Facebook have got it, but I think Instagram actually have a built-in thing that tells you how long you spent on it. It's quite insightful. (laughs) Yeah, just, but being, being boundaried with your time is all good. So, yeah, they're my four M's. Do -do 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 do oh there's one more actually being mindful mindful scrolling oh
0: yeah hang on I've got to add that to my notes hang on (laughs) is that where I love that word how does that work then so
1: like we've spoken about mindfulness a bit before and we quite often do things that are really unmindful because we're not really focusing on the task that we're doing and I think we all do that with scrolling like just completely not you're not really taking anything in but actually you are still absorbing it in a way so even subconsciously there's still messages that are that are going in um, and just being mindful about what you're liking and what you're sharing and, and what you're reading so actually if there's a uh, something somebody shared an article and you look at it and it's already kind of Instilling these kind of negative thoughts, actually, do you want to read that article or are you just going to decide not to? Because it's not it's not going to have any positive effect? So just, yeah, just using it mindfully.
0: Really good. Love those. Thank you. I've actually got them all written down, ready to go for the next time <laughs> I get on social media. Uh, we thought we'd end, as we always do, with three things. And this week, uh, three positive things about using social media lockdown or during this time
1: yes yeah we are who's do you want to go first Uh,
0: no you go because I feel like I went
1: first last time (laughs) oh yeah maybe um okay I had a bit of a think about this and now I've forgotten one of them is this probably sounds really grumpy (laughs) now I'm saying it out loud (laughs) but there were quite a lot of things at the start of lockdown where people were going like share 10 photos about this or share 10 albums every day that have influenced you and honestly I just chose not to engage with that because <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why I think I just felt like I'd spend loads of time thinking and preparing about it and then I'd be worrying about oh god what but I've shared that album that you know I I loved and now everyone's going to judge me for liking Christina Aguilera in the 90s <laughs> or whatever so I just thought I won't. I'm not gonna I'm, I'm just not engaging with it I'm not being miserable I'm just not <laughs>
0: That's positive though, because you took a positive, um, where does that fit in in the M's? I guess mindful?
1: Yeah, I took and I took control back yeah. somehow,
0: yeah. But I just chose not to. I'm not grumpy, honestly. I wouldn't judge you on Christina at all, at all. <laughs> um, my first one is keeping up. This is so, I am, do you know what? I have to put reminders in my phone for everything. So I do like Facebook for telling me when people's birthdays are. I'm going to fess up here it helps me (laughs) yeah absolutely so basically remembering my friend's birthdays thank you facebook
1: thank you particularly in lockdown because the days and weeks and months have all kind of merged, and you forget that it's somebody's birthday next week because we're now in july believe it or not
0: yeah well Uh. yeah that's my number one
1: um my number two is um the way that it's drawn attention to kind of charities and crowdfunding things that are going on. So that I kind of made the decision to um, donate a bit of money every month to a good cause because I'm still kind of earning and there's a lot of, you know, business and companies and small, little, small companies that are struggling. Um, so the whole, yeah, the whole crowdfunding thing is, is I think that's a really positive way of using social media and getting support.
0: That's a br- I love that. Mm. I think um, that reminded me of the Patreon thing actually that people do on YouTube where they are getting followers and then they, people like subscribe by donating a little bit to keep watching them. That's oh, that's a good. Good mm. good. a good idea.
1: Quite um, good.
0: That's a good idea. I was going to say keeping connected with certain communities. So really actually feeling like we're in it together because someone might post a picture like, oh, look, the sunset or the sunrise is really pretty um I'm just thinking of a local group of that was on Facebook that was doing stuff like that but then also posting about the government updates and mm. is this shop open or has anyone been to um this supermarket what's the queue like I was like oh that's actually quite handy if someone replies and says yeah actually don't bother it's a nightmare or oh it's all right so it's mm. quite good yeah
1: yeah that's been really good hasn't it um I think my last one is <laughs> going to be promoting the podcast Da-da-da. because we, we we started this fabulous project in lockdown um and actually I think social media is one of the the main ways of um, particularly at the start kind of word of mouth and via friends and stuff of of getting it out there so yeah again thank you for everyone that's listened and shared but that's my number three.
0: Oh, that's so nice <laughs> okay I'm gonna have that one and also uh watching live stream gigs on Instagram on people's stories they'll like put it's like almost like going to a gig but you've got your own fridge and toilet and beer and beer yeah always I've always we've always got to get the beer in somehow oh you know we nearly
1: got to the end without talking about alcohol this week
0: (laughs) literally the last few minutes that's so good oh Oh, Oh, I've loved hanging out with you as always yeah me too and what a great
1: topic and I reckon we do another one at some Mm. point about other areas like there's so much interesting kind of psychology behind it so i think we'll we'll think of some other topics to cover in the social media spectrum
0: definitely and if you've got Mm. any feedback or topics you want us to cover um you can get us on email now at helenandsteph at gmail.com yay thanks for listening see you next week bye bye